the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome to The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and I'm here with... Kathy Lux. Kathy, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about you, Nick? Good. Another another week has gone by, but uh, today we're going to be talking to a Ohio State Senator who's also a candidate for the United States Senate, Matt Dolan. Matt, you're with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Nick. Uh, hello to you, and hello, Kathy. So, very good. Hello, Matt. I, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, you running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, Matt, you and I have known each other for, for years, and uh, you are running for U.S. Senate. And uh, how's that going so far? Well, the race is going great. Uh, you know, I'm running for the United States Senate because it's, we need to get things done in our country. The challenges that we continuously face uh, aren't getting solved. Uh, and we have a U.S. senator who's been in Washington over 30 years uh, in Sherrod Brown, and he's not getting the job done. And so I want to go to Washington to get get the job done. And as I travel the state, you know, the, the issues are the economy. The issues are security. Uh, and it's neighborhood security. It's border security. It's national security. It's economic security. And, you know, with Biden and Brown, we've been jumping from crisis to crisis to crisis. And it just has to end. For people who aren't Certainly keeping up not. on that, uh, tell us some of the things that you would do differently than Sherrod Brown. Well, the first thing I, I would where do you start is I would I would listen to the people of Ohio, uh, and it's clear that Sherrod is not doing that. When you, when I have to listen to him on Meet the Press about a month ago, say that when he travels the state, he doesn't hear anything about the border except from far right voters. I mean, the border is a economic mm-hmm. crisis. It is a security crisis. It is a it is it is a drug crisis. It, our open border is bringing illegal fentanyl into our country, into our state, and it's killing our citizens. And for Sherrod Brown to yes. say he doesn't hear about it, that means he's not talking to police. He's not talking to to families. He is not talking to drug rehab centers. It is a crisis. We don't know who's coming into our country and what, and we unfortunately know what they're bringing. So number one is you have to go to Washington and actually represent the, the concerns uh, of your state. Uh, and, you know, look, there's some votes he has recently taken. I don't think corporations should be, should be making decisions based on what the government tells them to do. Uh, and he voted for that. I, I'm trying to get rid of that in the state of Ohio. So we've got to go to Washington. I've gotten things done in, in Columbus. I've, I've reduced taxes. I've reduced regulations. I've given parents more choice for schools. I've supported our police. I've supported our veterans. And that's what I'm going to go to Washington and be relentless uh, in those, those areas. We have got to get inflation under control. We've got to become energy independent again. We've got to secure our border. And we've got to stand up to China. Well, that is true. Amen to that. And 
Go know, ahead, Kathy. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it, the impact of what is happening is on small business, on the middle class America, on on our schools, on our health system. It, it, there is so, such a huge impact, and it seems that everyone in Washington wants to talk about it and debate it, but nothing happened. So I want to hear how we can change that. And let's, let's talk about that after this break. It's break time. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back. You're listening to Nick Phillips and Kathy Lux here with uh, Senator Matt Dolan. We're going to be back with Matt and talking about what's going on here in Ohio and in the country. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these words. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back to another segment of The Advocate. I'm your host, Nick Phillips, and we're here with... Kathy? Kathy Lott. You're here, Kathy yes. Dolan. And Senator Kathy Matt Dolan. Dolan. Matt, as always, thank you, thank you for joining us. Yes, I'm happy to be here. You know, we're, we're talking about um, things... Uh, I, we're talking about China. Uh, what kind of problems do we anticipate having with the U.S.-Chinese relationship, say, over the next five years? Well, uh, let me talk about China, but I, I want to acknowledge Kathy right before we went to break, which I love. Is, you know, her, her question was, what can we do? Ah, yes. Uh, how do we change right. things? And that, that, that is the right question. Uh, and, but the, the wrong answer is send the same person we've been sending for over 30 years to Washington to try to fix it. China, we have an economic uh, uh, challenge with them, and we have a militarily uh, challenge with them. On the economic side, we need to do two things. We need to do where it is economically feasible to do so. We need to bring as much jobs back to the United States as, as we can. One example of what we've been able to do is bring Intel uh, to Ohio, which is going to create microchips. We rely too heavily on China for the development uh, development of microchips, which goes into all aspects of our lives. So we're bringing that back. Mm -hmm. But in areas where maybe it's not as economically feasible or we don't have the materials, we need to create new economic allies. We need to be more aggressive in our, in our uh, creating relationships with other Indo-Pacific countries, Indonesia, Vietnam, even, even Australia is, is, is part of it. They need to be part of it. And then that same economic ally we need to make militarily allies. You know, what we've created in Europe with NATO, we need to create some that, that same sort of relationships in, in uh, the Indo-Pacific. Why? Because if we start trading with other countries, that puts economic pressure on China. If we, if we show strength, that will give China some pause. Look, we need to show strength in the Ukraine. So I support the idea that the resources... Uh, are going into the Ukrainian defense of, of Russia. What, what I need to hear from Biden and what I don't hear is a plan of what we're trying to accomplish. And is it that we want a war of attrition? Do we want to push Russia back? The reason you need to have a plan is because that can determine the type of resources that Ukrainians need. And this hodgepodge way in which the, the Biden administration is, is approaching it you know, does not create uh, a level of, of toughness and strength that China is paying attention to. So we've got to be strong uh, uh, in, in all aspects. Now, just remember this. 
Ronald Reagan won the Cold War without firing a single shot. So he did it by strength. And so we need to show strength in Ukraine. We need to show strength in the Pacific. And we need to make sure our economic uh, strength is either by building American jobs or creating new allies that would put pressure on China. So if, if, if I may, I have to tell you, I feel as though our government currently uh, in many ways has been complicit in, in allowing China to overrun our standing and our ability to survive. Um, and, and, you know, it, even down to why are we letting Chinese entities affiliated with the Chinese government buy up our agricultural land and land near military facilities? Why is that being allowed? Why aren't we stopping that? Well, we are I mean, stopping that's a huge concern. Wrong, yeah, and it should be. And we're not stopping it because, again, we have the wrong people in charge in, in Washington. You know, President exactly. Biden, just, uh, I think Pat, the last summer at some point said uh, that the, the individuals of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, they're not bad people. Well, while he's, he's trying to make friends with these guys, they're invading our country with balloons. They're invading our country with TikTok. They're invading our country with, with uh, uh, as, as Kathy said, by purchasing our land. It's not just purchasing our agricultural land. It's purchasing land near our military base. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, I was down at Wright Pat Air Force Base in Dayton, mm-hmm. which is a tremendous asset for the state of Ohio and our country. And throughout all my briefings, they were talking about the threat of China. And I'm thinking to myself, man, the commander-in-chief in Washington and my U.S. Senator Brown, they should come and visit here because I'm not sure that they're, they're understand what the military is trying to accomplish here. Uh, they, they are a threat, and we need to take it seriously. I think you're being kind when you say you don't think they understand. I think they know full well. I think they're compromised, and I think the corruption is just totally out of hand. Matt, let me ask, what do, you, what do you think about the relationship between China and Russia seems to be warming and getting closer together, especially over issues like Ukraine and other issues? Yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. I mean, again, I, you know, China will overwhelm Russia, so it's not going to be a mutual relationship. This is what China is doing. Look at what they're doing in Africa. Now they see an opening uh, in Russia. Look what they're trying to accomplish in Latin America. So if we aren't part of the world, if we aren't exuding strength, if we aren't, uh, you know, uh, creating new allies economically and militarily, you know, the China will, will fill a vacuum. You know, one of the issues we're facing, you know, are, are we isolationists or are we going to re, re, you know, regain our standing in the world? I am for regaining our standing in the world because when you don't, Nick, you're right, Russia and China start getting together. Russia and India start getting together. You know, the, the, the way you, the way we can beat Russia economically is to put sanctions on the one activities they have, and that is oil. And and we need to get back to where we were when we were actually providing natural gas to Germany. I mean, we were providing it, the United States. But when Biden came in, we stopped that. And who did they turn to? Russia. I mean, those are the issues that we've got to get back to. Say, look, we can be energy independent and we can export energy. You know, we can be your allies 
uh, in the mill. In the, we can we can show strength surrounding Taiwan. So China never even thinks about going into Taiwan. But if we're weak, these relationships are going to be developed all all over the world. Well, I, and I could see that with regard to Taiwan being out there as a constant uh, topic that can be activated anytime by the Chinese who seem to be watching what we're doing on other fronts, like helping Ukraine and watching what Russia's doing with Ukraine. So there's a lot happening. And being in the United States Senate, uh, how influential do you believe that the Senate can be if it was controlled by the Republicans? That would basically be along with the House of Representatives as well as the Republican Senate. What would the last... Uh, part of the Biden uh, term be like, do you think? Well, first, I have to be political, Nick, and say it's not a foregone conclusion because we all thought we would have the majority in 22, and we did not get it in the Senate. In fact, the Democrats expanded, and we only got it by, by a slim margin in the House. So there can't be an assumption. We, we, ha- we must have candidates like myself who can take the argument to the Democrats but also have a record of success to say, if I go to Washington, we're going to get things done. If we have the majority, to your point, you know, and we still have a Biden administration, at least what we can do is put, stop the bleeding. So stop the unnecessary government spending, get us out of this emergency pandemic uh, uh, state, uh, allow uh, for a stronger military, begin the process of cutting the deficit by having real discussions about the issues that are facing uh, America, you know, and uh, hopefully, I mean, remember, hopefully I'm serving with a Republican president because, you know, in 24, the Republican president is going to be up as well. So this time I I want to be there when we have the Republicans. So we're not just stopping things. We're actually doing things, Um, getting our debt under control, getting inflation under control, getting Americans back to work, stopping the dependency on a larger uh, government, making sure that our educational system is is actually teaching the kids uh, what what we need to learn to be strong uh, economically. You know, these are things that if we have the majority in the Senate, we have the White House, and we have the House, we can do. Because remember, last time we didn't do it. When we had all three, we could have, Put past laws to secure the border. That's right. Trump's plan was working, but he had to do it by executive order. So we've got to actually engage when we get there and get things done. Do you think the political? Oh, so oh, go ahead, Kathy. No, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, with regard to the traditional organization of par- party politics, uh, where you have some type of discipline within the political parties, and you have a party whip, and you have. Um, sort of a legislative agenda and that kind of thing. Uh, in, in the last uh, few moments here before we take our break, what, what I'll be asking about is how much intact is that or do we still have like the Republican Party in, in multiple factions that uh, would have a difficult time coming together and working together to make things happen in Washington? Um, because that, that's always an issue is do we have uh, you know problems with uh, being uh, together and united as one party. That's what we'll be looking at. We're going to take a short break again, and we'll be back with our final segment with Matt Dolan talking about the United States Senate. Don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips and Kathy Hayes. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back to our final segment of The Advocate. Thank you for joining us. We're here with Kathy Lux. I'm Nick Phillips, and we have Senator Matt Dolan. Matt, as always, thank you for joining us and telling us about what's going on with the United States Senate and how you hope to get involved. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about, I guess, uh, the organizational structure, the traditional structure of political parties when uh, you have, say, control of the Senate, control of the House, uh, whether or not people are going to act accordingly. Uh, and we we talked about that a few minutes ago. How do you think we stand and how will this work over the next uh, several years? Well, uh, again, the first thing uh, we as Republicans can do, and we're going to have a U.S. Senate primary most likely, and we're going to have a presidential primary. And those are an idea for us to exchange uh, ideas and see who can go to Washington. In my case, you know, the first thing is who can actually beat Sherrod Brown. And Sherrod Brown's never faced somebody like me. Uh, but when the primary is over, we as Republicans need to rally around uh, whoever wins. We don't do a good job of that. You know, we, I, I want to make sure that whoever wins the presidential nominee is looking forward that we are putting an agenda of success in front of the American people, that independent voters are going to look at the Republican Party as, as, as getting things done. And then when we come together as Republicans in, in office, and I've, I've been able to do it in Columbus, so I'd like to think I could do it in Washington, is you, you come together and say, we're here because the American people sent us here to, to do an agenda. If our agenda is looking forward, we can we can get it done, but the agenda is looking backwards. You know, what do we stand for? What do we stand for? And so, I think two things have to happen: is I think Republicans need to accept whoever the nominee is, and the second thing is that we have to accept that we got to Washington because our agenda and our ideas are better, and we need to execute on them. And if you're not you know, if, if, if you're not there to execute, if you're just there to throw bombs, if you're just there to shout really loud, uh, you're not doing the Republican Party or Americans any good. You've got to engage, roll your sleeves, fight for your ideas, and let's get things done. Do you think the Republicans so have learned I, anything? Uh, they're, they're going to go ahead and be unified, do you think? Is that possible in the short term? Well, I'm going to try to do my best to run a campaign of ideas uh, and not really go after whoever the Republican candidates I'm running against, I just want to be able to convince Republicans to say, look, this is a guy that is conservative. He's put conservative ideas into practice. It's helped Ohio. He can beat Sherrod Brown, not only because can he run the, do the political X's and O's to win, raise the money, build the team, uh, and take Sherrod Brown out, but he also has a record that he can point to that is much better than Sherrod Brown's record, who's extremely liberal, hides it pretty well, but I'll expose it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's what I want to do. I, I want to be able to send a positive, we're better, our ideas are better, I've executed on those ideas, let's take out Sherrod Brown and let's get it, get it done. Very good. Kathy? So, 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 Senator, I could tell you, our show's not long enough, but I could, I could help you expose Sherrod Brown from my experiences when I was mayor of North Royalton dealing with him when we needed his help and he played politics um, and, and really worked against us. So 
And it was all about politics instead of what was best for the citizens. Um, and I think the American people are really ripe now for representatives in our government that do what our will and serve us as opposed to shoving it down our throat what they think we should be and telling us that we have to change and we have to adjust. I, I think that American people will rally behind someone that's going to go there and will truly represent us and our beliefs. Amen. Our Amen to that. Yep. And, yeah. and that, that takes up all of our time for today. So, uh, Matt Dolan, thank you so much. We'll have you on again to talk more about what's happening here and what's the perception of the people of the state of Ohio toward the United Great States. Talking. I look forward to it. Thank you, Nick. Thank nice you, talking with you. Thank, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, Kathy, for joining us. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great, healthy, and safe week. Goodbye. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. And watched the Zanzibar sunset. Sat and drank my fresh mint tea. With nothing to do until morning. And only my mind accompanied. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.